Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So, let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It's Eric from Leadership is Tricky. So, I have a special guest today, um, Colonel Charles Dean Smith. Um, how you doing, uh, Dean? Hey, hey, Eric. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Thanks for uh, participating. So for folks that don't know, uh, Dean uh, has been a great contributor to The Leadership is Tricky and getting us up off the ground by providing uh, a couple blog entries, uh, some articles on practical leadership and the power of appreciation. So, uh, But before we get into that material, uh, I'll turn it over to you, Dean, just to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, thanks, Eric, and I uh, appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, it's a fantastic um, platform, and I appreciate uh, you know the opportunity to come on and talk to the to, to the group. Um, so, just a little bit about me: uh, I've been in the military for 23 active years, about 28 years total. Uh, I grew up in uh, rural Louisiana, where I was on a I grew up on a dairy farm, and to learn the the, the, the power of hard work uh, and er- early mornings. <laughs> Uh, chasing cows down the road sometimes in bad weather, wow. uh, so kind of kind of fit into the army life a little bit. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, so uh, joined the military in college. Uh, was in the Army National Guard in Louisiana. Did a kind of a simultaneous membership program with them. Um, did a few years in the guard, and then uh, came on active duty and, and been an active duty signal officer ever since. Uh, been around the world, deployed a few times, uh, done some really interesting things. Um, and one of those things, it, it led me up with an uh, organization in, in Germany uh, that I really enjoyed being in, and that's when you and I got a chance to work together. And, uh, um, and I appreciate uh, you know, the opportunity to work with you and, and kind of see this platform grow. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a family man. i got three kids um, and uh, uh, was just delayed a few minutes just because I was taking care of dad duties, uh, fixing breakfast for the youngins. Um, but... Uh, that's a little, little bit about me, and um, and again, I, I can't say how much I appreciate what you guys are doing for this program. It's awesome for folks that don't, don't know. Uh, myself and Dean, we used to spend uh, many nights talking about leadership topics and techniques and some of our leadership challenges. So that led us to, uh, you know, where we are today. You know, and having uh, you know many followers that are following our platform and kind of our story and. Uh, you know, you've been a great contributor to that, not only here, but, uh, you know, just uh, backing us with uh, with your thoughts and words and prayers. So, um, yeah. So let's just jump right into um, some of your articles that you you posted. And for folks that are out there, you can get yeah. to our uh, those articles on leadership is tricky dot com. Um, but you have given us two parts to a three part series um, on practical leadership. So so why practical leadership? Well, I think I jumped on what you guys are doing, and you're you're focusing on the actual, not philosophy, but but acts, actions that are taking leadership to, to implementing it in an organization. So, how do you personally deal with leadership and do things, take action to do things, uh, and then as a, as an organizational and strategic leader, how do you how do you enable those activities to work? Um, so, uh, I I thought that was a great approach. Um, so the articles that I, I've kind of worked on have been more about, um, at least the first two were really about the individual and how you as a, a leader can, um, can enable and invest in people. Uh, and some so simple things like the handwritten notes piece, uh, where you're just showing appreciation. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot of effort sometimes, but it takes thoughtfulness. 
uh, and it takes that um, that that drive to want to make uh, the organization better, want to make individuals better, um, and you know that's that's kind of thing I really latched on to was what can I do if I'm in a leadership position to help my team do better, and I kind of give some examples of some things that I did, uh, some things that worked, some things that didn't. Um, and then the last article I'm going to provide for you is about organizational leadership uh, and how do you enable uh, that across the organization, especially when you're in a leadership role that requires you to do that. So that was my thoughts behind it. So one of the things I really uh, appreciated was is how you broke it down. And, the, you know, in the first article, it says the power of appreciation. And, and you had a couple um, about five different actionable things that I can do right now that just to show appreciation to the workforce. And the first one, you, you like you had mentioned, you know, handwritten notes. And uh, Steve and I talked about this kind of in an earlier segment yeah. uh, where, you know, he never really got one. And, uh, yeah. and you know, he, he's held on to that. And, you know, I've gotten one before from, uh, you know, from one of our generals where I got, you know, a note and I actually framed it and I have it in my doorway. So every time I walk out the door, I see that. And, you know, I feel motivated to go out and inspire and motivate others. So, can, yeah. can you, you know, have you given a note to someone um, and, you know, what was their reaction to that? Or have they, did they come back with feedback or they just kind of accepted and, you know, tucked it away? So it really depends on the relationship you have with them. Uh, sometimes uh, I've seen where they really latched onto it and said, thank you so much. Come back to the office and said, thank you. I uh, really appreciate that. I'd walk around sometimes and, and I'd see notes posted on the wall just of notes that we'd written to say thank you for a particular you know activity that they did. Uh, other times, never got a thank you, never got a, a you know, acknowledgement that I even sent it. Um, but one thing I, I tried to do as well is that I, I, I wanted to uh, supervisors to also take this on and, and start highlighting people you know in their sections and go, well, I, tell me something that you know somebody that works for you has done. Would you like to highlight that we can, you know, give them a quick thank you for? Uh, some of those are, the, are just the most powerful. I've seen uh, where people latch onto those, and they're more powerful than awards sometimes because awards are just, you know, pre-formatted. I get it when I leave the organization. That doesn't really, okay, great, I was there. Uh, but somebody that's actually watching what you're doing um, and appreciating the, the uh, amount of work that you're putting into something uh, even if it's, you know, something small or an off-site project, um, somebody noticing and saying something about it, taking that few minutes just to write a note, it's very powerful. Yeah, because uh, I think the impact that it has on others around them, too, is, is you know, could be uh, wide-reaching as well. So um, the, the, the other one that, you know, I saw here that uh, I really enjoyed reading about was value everyone's time. Yes. I, don't, I don't think that we value others' times as much as we probably should. Um, so can you speak on a little bit about that on, you know? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So I've been in organizations where um, every clock was ran off the, the boss's time. Um, and that's just a horrible way to run the organization uh, because it puts so much pressure on that one boss. And then everybody is all just, you know, uh, when does the boss have time to meet or when does the boss have time to have a meeting? Um, and what we miss is the synergy of the organization um, when you have, um, standardized time slots that you value everybody's time for being there and what they contribute. And you know that you start on time um, and my worst thing of ending on time, but ending on time too, because it values their time. And, and I'd always try to, uh, at least in one of the organizations, I'd always try to start meetings 
on time. Even if we were there early and we didn't have everybody there, we started on time because the people that showed up and were prepared and ready to go on time were, and I had to tell them, I said, these are the professionals. These are the people that truly value their time and other people's time. I should show them the same respect. So I try to convey that across the organization. Um, it helps when you have standardized meeting times. Uh, at least I've seen like um, even even standardized uh, calendar invites that says, "Hey, we're going to start the meeting at this time. Here's who's you know expected to be there." Then the other piece to that is value time when somebody comes to talk to you. Because if they take time out of their day to come see you, um, that's different than sending an email, different than sending a text or something like that. They took the time to physically come find you. To me, that's the highest level of presence I have for communication. It says, hey, I have something that I need to talk to you about. And it's important enough for me to have a face-to-face conversation. So I value that very, very seriously. Yeah, so it's interesting that you mentioned that piece because we, we used to talk about this all the time. And you know, I talk about this with my employees as well, is where I tell them, you know, my time is your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if they if they show up at the door, I drop everything that I'm doing and we have that conversation. Um, cause I, I think that today we, it, everything gets lost in email, you know? So we think because we sent an email, yeah. um, that's communication. Right. It's not, right. you know, we've lost that, uh, we've lost that personal touch and that connection, uh, because of technology, I believe, you know, we have the chat rooms and we have the emails and we have, and, 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 you, you know, you take your pick of any electronic means of communication, but it's that, personal touch and, and looking at the body language and, and seeing, you know, is someone distressed or is someone happy and just having that, that, that dialogue face to face is amazing. Um, yeah. but with that, cause you, 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 we talk about, um, valuing everyone's time. And then another piece of it is also being available and present in the moment. Um, yes. so, and that's another one of your, your topics that you put on the power of appreciation. So, so what did you mean by that? So I, I think I take a little bit from what you just said and learn that from you uh, a little bit is a, when somebody comes in to talk to you, you should stop what you're doing and look at them, try to understand what they're saying. Um, I, I didn't do as good at that when I first got to this organization. Um, I learned to be better over time. Uh, but that active listening component, that looking people in the eye, understanding what they're trying to communicate, even if they're not saying it the same way or the way that they're trying to say it, Maybe they're nervous about something or it's a personal matter and they're not communicating it as well with their words. Like you said, a lot of times that body language comes through and you can you can kind of get, hey, there's really something going on here that this person is either really passionate about or they're really concerned about or really excited about. And it's not coming through their words, but it's coming through their, their body language. And taking that time, focusing on them um, is something that I found to be very powerful. Um and the same thing when I, I want the same thing from, you know, somebody I'm talking with is, hey, I'm talking to you. I don't want to talk to you. And you go, you're, te- you're texting on your phone. You're typing an email. And so I did that sometimes where I would type on an email and listen to somebody. And I just, I stopped that probably after a conversation with you. Uh, but I stopped that because it was very disrespectful to the, to the person trying to communicate to me. So I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. So uh, that's where I think I learned and, and I grew. Um, but that value their time that they're going to talk to me. I want to listen and truly understand what they're trying to say. It's interesting because, you know, we always talk about life balance and um, I don't I don't believe in there being a balance. I believe that you need to have an integrated life. So oh. I try to take some of those things that I talk about and that I've learned that have grown over time to you know bring that home. 
because that's yeah. where I have the most, I would say, uh, developmental space is being present and available in the moment at home. You know, yeah. after a long day or a long week, you know, with the kids and the wife and, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and really, really taking in what they're telling me and being present in that moment. So I will tell you, that's a development area I have. You know, how do you how do you see that for yourself? Because I know you're extremely busy. You're currently at the War College. Um, you know, how, how does that work? The power of appreciation and, and especially that piece of being available and accessible and present. How does that work in your in your uh, personal life? So we kind of have an understanding at, uh, at home is that I've got some personal space um, that I, I'm like in an office right now. So I've got some time that I have to focus on what I'm doing. Um, there are other times when uh, I am focused on the family and that is the number one thing that I'm doing. So you know, last night we watched the fight together. We were focused on the fight and we were all together in the same room and we enjoyed time together. Um, so I, I kind of set some, uh, some precedence levels and my levels of communication um, and I've kind of talked about that in one of the articles, but, um, you know, if it, and I even use my wife sometimes as a gatekeeper, um, you know, for the most important you know, communication. So, you know, I'd start off with, you know, hey, uh, you know, an email is something that I'll get to. Um, I don't have to read it right now. I'll get to it when I get to it. A uh, text is something that, you know, it's a little more um, uh, timely. Uh, so if, it's a, if I'm text about something, I'll look at it. If I need to respond, I'll decide when to do that. Um, then I look at, Hey, there's a phone call. Well, phone call means, Hey, it's important enough that I need to call you. Um, but if I'm not, um, at the office or if I'm not engaged in something and you really need to get in touch with me, call my wife. I give everybody my wife's phone number. So if you need to talk to me that much, call my wife because she can always get in touch with me. And then the, the most important, if it's that important, physically come see me. So we've had that happen. Uh, and I think the only time I've had that level of conversation is when we had, uh, you know, a, a death in the organization. Um, but I mean, that's the level of presence that I set. And so um, the other piece of it is when I set time at the house, I would always set time to have with the kids. So they never felt that I was taking time away from them. And I'd also have time with the wife. So having those dedicated times where we knew we could communicate without being interrupted that was powerful. And, and it still is. We still do that today. Yeah. So, you know, uh, my wife and I, we've been together for 20 years and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, she's seen me through my career. And I will tell you that is a um, point of emphasis and <clears throat> developmental uh, that I need to work on. So I'm glad that you've kind of figured it out uh, a little bit, at least. At least I've I've actually put the, the work phone away in the evenings. Um, I yes. have found that there's not much that I need to actually look at email, um, after work that comes mm -hmm. in. That's important. Um, if somebody needs me, they'll call me. Um, and then I know they, they need me, but, um, so another topic, um, that you have on here is, you know, call them your team. Um, so what do you mean by that? So it's taking ownership. That's what I see it. Hey, if, if it's your team, you're going to fight for them. Your team sees you as part of the team and your leader, um, they will fight for you and they will provide for you. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not the, the other people's staff or somebody else's team. It's yours. Um, so make them yours, call them yours, be participated with the team, um, do things that are team related, um, so that you can build that synergy because that builds that trust, uh, and that enables that communication that can happen kind of freely when it needs to. That's kind of the way I see it. That's that's awesome uh, concept as well because I don't think we do that enough. And uh, Steve and I were just talking about the people first versus mission first. 
um, oh, yeah. in our last episode. And, you know, both of us are really people oriented, but I think yeah. it's, it's very um, important that we bring people together. You know, we, we, we come to a common understanding of how we want to operate as a team. Um, but as a leader, be very cognizant of, you know, each individual and their strengths, developmental areas, things that make them tick their triggers. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, to your point is take ownership and accountability that this, is, these are people under your, um, sphere of influence yes. and, uh, you want to protect them. You want to, you know, nurture them. You want to nurture the relationships. Um, so that way you guys can get some good stuff done. Um, so, yes. um. Yeah, and, then, and invest in them, right? So you want to invest in them too, right? So invest, like we talked about time, invest your time in them as well. Uh, kind of show them, uh, you know, kind of things that have made you successful and show them things where you have failed because that opens that trust and that builds that relationship over time. And even beyond the organic team that you have, those people form connections and you'll have those connections throughout the rest of your career. You'll find, you know, this is a small world. It's getting even smaller. And I can tell you, team members that I have had over the years are in, it's just a larger team network because now they're all over the world from different organizations. So it really helps kind of build that team as that team grows. Yeah. So, you know, building a network and those relationships are key, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the mentorship, the coaching, you know, later down the line, if you need something from someone, um, you can leverage that, that network. And then as you know, we become executives and we're moving into that space, it's really important as well to, to kind of build that power wheel, uh, right? To, to have that, that, that network of people that you can always reach out to, to, to move something forward. Um, yeah. You know, something that's really important that might change the world. Who knows? Um, yeah. But, but with that, you know, you talk about investing in them and it's not, you know, not just the time and, and the energy, but it's also um, using the recognition platform. And the last bullet that you had on your first article talks about using an award system. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I kind of see like the handwritten notes, uh, providing time, being available and all these other things, and then taking ownership and being proud of your team. I think that's, that's a form of recognition, but um, this is what you were talking about is more the more tangible things that, yeah. you know, people can hold, hold on to and latch on to. So, you know, I'll turn it over to you just to let everyone know exactly what, where you were going with that piece. Yeah. So, so many times uh, what I've seen in organizations, you'll get a participation award as you're leaving the organization. Uh, thanks for doing all the great things you've done. See you at the next time we see you. Um, what I was trying to convey there was probably you need to back that up. Uh, and have the, that awards recognition system be active throughout their term in the organization. So when things happen, reward, formally award when things happen. So provide them a certificate you know, of whatever. Uh, in most organizations we've been in, uh, whether that be you know, a banking, uh, banking area or um, you know, the military, we have a formal award, rewards and award system. So acknowledgement uh, is not only for the individual, it's for the rest of uh, the team to show that, hey, we're acknowledging the success um, and we're going to you know, formally acknowledge it. But do that when it happens or as close to when it happens as possible. So you're, you're rewarding that positive behavior over time. You're not saving those up to reward at the end, you know, when the person's getting ready to transition to another job. That's a great you know, award to hang on the wall and say, well, back in that organization, well, much more powerful is, hey, for that project in this organization, you were successful and did this. So just trying to, to, to reward um, the, um, 
the activity as it's going on. And that's where I go back to the actionable leadership. So um, being involved, knowing what they're doing, them being part of your team, awarding them when they need to be awarded or they should be awarded. That's powerful for the entire organization. Yeah, I picked up a, and you and I had talked about this before, but I did pick up a method when I was at the Center for Creative Leadership, and it's, a, it's called the SBI model. And so it's a situation behavior impact. Um, so yeah. it's, it's providing effective feedback in the moment. And that's yeah. kind of what you're alluding to is that, you know, here's, here's a situation. Um, here were your behaviors or how you contributed to that situation. Here's the impact on the organization. And I know the model that they use at the um, organization, that, that institution or vendor so it's it's more for kind of negative feedback or giving effective feedback in the moment because they were negatively impacted. But I also see it if you flip it on its head as a model you can use for positive feedback as well. Sure. You know, because, yeah. you know, people are, you know, they're giving they're all for a project, for example, and that project's successful. Well, you can say, hey, you know, you're a team of three, but you really stood out because you put the time in. You were um, right. pulling everyone together. You were the one doing all the budgetary stuff and you sure. push it across the finish line. You were the catalyst, right, to to get things right. done. And here's the impact now. Now we have a successful project, something has been implemented. Here's a reward for you. And whether it's monetary or some time off or, you know, a certificate of some sort um, or even, you know, like like you had mentioned, you know, here's a handwritten note from me to you to let you know that I appreciate you. That can mm -hmm. go a long way. And if others see that, you know, it might motivate and inspire them to just push a little bit harder to be the catalyst on the next project. Sure. So yeah. I'll tell you, a part of the danger with that, though, is you just have to balance it. And it's um, when somebody expects to get an award or feedback and they don't get it. Uh, they'll go back to Steve's. I uh, wish I would have had a note. <laughs> uh, just didn't yeah. get around to him yet. Now, people you see in the organization are doing great things. Um, but you can't give everybody one all the time because it devalues the, um, the kind of the way it, uh, the, the acknowledgement. Um, but um, choosing the right times when you have them to present those in um, in ways that are meaningful to that person, not necessarily uh, I've got to have this big event and that's the only time I'm going to present you know awards. Sometimes going to their office, either providing that note, providing that award, doing acknowledgement in the middle of their team or maybe just to them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that's more powerful than anything else. You know, one of the things is that Steve and I were talking about it because I, you know, I was in a position for a while and I went off to go do another position. Uh, and uh, he asked me how the transition was. I told him, I was like, you know, I was never recognized. He was like, what were you looking for? I was like, just a thank you. Yeah, It would have been right. nice for, you know, just a handshake and a thank you for all the, sure. the time in that position. So I think everyone has different motivations. So I think it's important that, um, you know, we're cognizant of what people, what motivates those people that we work with. Um, yep. so what I'd like to do, um, is I'd like to close up this, um, particular session, um, cause okay. we're, we're reaching about time. And then I really do want to talk about, um, in our next uh, episode, um, is part two of practical leadership where you wrote a second article, um, and some ways to practice, uh, practical leadership. So, um, for everyone listening, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and you can find us on all available platforms such as, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and 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 because we're on all major platforms and you can get to the episode directly at leadership is dot com. So, uh, Colonel Smith, uh, do you have any parting shots for the for the group on this topic? 
Oh, no, just tell you, thank you, Eric, for, uh, for leading this effort, and uh, y'all doing a great job. So thank you. Let, thank you for letting me participate. No, thank you for coming on. I, I'm glad that I got you after your coffee. So, um, <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, thanks, audience, and uh, we'll see you in the next, next episode. Signing off.